the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. I want you to hear me, especially those of you that are preachers. I want you to hear what I'm saying. There is something that takes you beyond simply visualizing it, where you read it and you engage with it and you engage with the words and you think about the words. What does that word mean? Let me get my dictionary and look up that word. And you're interacting with the text and you're getting into it and allowing the text to get into you. There's something more than you just watching a YouTube clip thinking, okay, I got that. He'll be going to the next clip. There's something more to it. We're living in a day of instant preachers and instant sermons. All I got to do is go to the internet and click on this and highlight it and then transfer, paste it over to this piece of paper. And that's what I'm going to preach from. Dear ones, that's not preaching. Here we go. That's not preaching. That's plagiarism. That's plagiarism. You've taken somebody else's text and you're saying it's yours. You've stole it. Lord have mercy. Y'all don't like me now. Y'all don't want me to talk no more. I gotta, let's go to communion. <laughs> Wash the hands. No. It's plagiarism. Paul says, Timothy, I need for you to read. I need for you to engage the text. I need for you to allow the, te- the text to engage your mind. And dear ones, this is why when we get to 2 Timothy, the second chapter, we see Paul telling Timothy that he needs to study to show himself approved unto God. And then he calls him a workman that should not be ashamed. Lord have mercy. Now the type of material that Timothy was to focus his time and attention on, reading, was based on those things that helped him to become, to help to make him a better and more proficient and more capable at doing the work that the Lord had called for him to do. Now the primary focus of Timothy's reading his reading efforts, it needed to be on the Word of God. That needed to be the primary thing that Timothy read, was the Word of God. 
He needed to read the scriptures in order to help him grow in his knowledge of the scriptures, in his understanding of the scriptures, and in his ability to accurately interpret and discern the meaning that the scriptures contained. And so Timothy was his primary reading reading material was to be the word of God. But dear ones, I want to submit to all of you that even though the primary focus of Timothy's reading efforts needed to be given to the word of God, dear ones, I want to submit to all of you that that was not the only thing that Timothy needed to read. The The word of God needed to be the primary thing, but there were other things that Timothy needed to read as well. Dear ones, in the same way that a carpenter doesn't sit around and read books on wood all day long. A carpenter does not sit around and read book after book of, you know, know, cedar. Get into the oak. Pine. He's not reading books about wood all day long. He also, in order for him to become a, a better and more proficient carpenter, he will read books on tools. He will read books on practices, techniques of how to deal with the wood. He will read books on, 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 on you know, governmental laws that govern his carpentry work. He will read different types of things because his goal, here we go now, his goal is to become a better, more well-rounded carpenter. In the same way. In order to become a person, if your job is preaching, if your job is teaching, in order for Timothy to become a better and more well-rounded preacher and teacher and pastor, he needed to do more than just read the word of God. He needed to also read books that, 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 that inspired him and encouraged him, like biographies of other great men and women of God who served the Lord faithfully. You need to read stuff that inspires you, that encourages you to walk with the Lord more faithfully. Most of us in here are more familiarized with Sports Illustrated than you are with the histories of the, ch- of the Christian church. And so they were to read things that inspired them and encouraged them. They were, Timothy was to read things that taught him and educated him and expanded his thinking. He expanded his thinking like books on theology that helped him to dig deeper into topics. Books on theology, dear ones, don't be afraid of them. They help you think deeper. They help you think larger. They help you think more expansively. We talk about what it is to love. But when you begin to really look into what love is, you read that you begin to learn that love is more expansive and more broad and more far-reaching than we even have scratched the surface of. Lord have mercy. So you read things that expand your thinking, that cause you to think deeper. Timothy was to read things also that helped to sharpen him in his ability to communicate effectively. So he needed to read books on poetry and other types of material, stories that are well written. Things that help you to expand yourself in your vocabulary and in your ability to communicate effectively. And so, and so for those of you that are preachers, dear ones, your reading material needs to be a little bit more than just the Word of God. That needs to be the primary thing. But reach out and read a, few, read a few other things. Reach out and read a few other things that will help to expand you and help you become more proficient at doing the work that God has called you to do. 
The scripture says, the scripture says, I'm saying this and I'm moving on in the text. The scripture says, Paul says, I have become all things to all men that by all means I might save some. So I need to learn how to speak to the PhD and I need to learn how to speak to the person who works on the garbage truck. I need to learn how to speak to the doctor and I need to learn how to speak to the judge. I need to learn to speak to to the lawyer and I need to learn how to speak to the person who is standing before the judge. I need to learn how to speak to all of them. And in order to do that, I've got to increase and expand myself. Because my goal is to reach them for Jesus Christ. So the first area Paul says, Timothy, focus on is reading. The second area, notice what he says. Till I come, give attendance to reading. Secondly, to exhortation. To exhortation. Now, the next area that Paul encourages Timothy to give attendance to involves exhortation. And in the context that Paul is using this word, dear ones, it can best be understood by Paul telling Timothy, Timothy, till I come, give attendance to your preaching. Give attendance. Pay attention to your preaching. We use the word exhortation like encouragement. That's not what Paul is talking about. He's not talking about encouraging people. He's saying, Paul or Timothy... Pay attention to your preaching. Pay attention to your preaching, to what you're preaching, to how you're preaching it. Pay attention to your preaching. Now, what Timothy was to preach would primarily focus and center around the truths that were revealed to him as he spent time in his reading of God's word. And so what Paul Paul is telling Timothy, Timothy, the topics you're going to preach are the things that are revealed to you. Through your reading. Yes. Lord have mercy. Amen. Now what this helps us to see, dear ones, is that the topics and the subjects that Timothy would choose to preach on, they one, they would not be something that was random or sporadic and had no discernible pattern or flow to it. Amen. So one Sunday Timothy is preaching on love, the next Sunday he's preaching on, you know, you know, uh, 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 Hezekiah, then the next Sunday he's preaching on Jonah, then the next Sunday he's preaching on David. He's not jumping all over the place. Amen. There was a flow, there was a discernible pattern to the preaching of Timothy. Because it was all coming out of the things he was reading. The truths that were being revealed to him through the word of God. So it would not be sporadic. His topics for preaching, it would not be random or sporadic. But also, dear ones, that his topics for preaching, here we go now. His topics for preaching would not center around whatever it was that was going on in Timothy's life at that time. Timothy's topic for preaching would not center around whatever is going on in Timothy's life at that particular time. So Timothy's preaching ended up becoming nothing more than a running commentary of his own personal life. Your preaching should not be a running commentary about what's going on in your life. Your preaching should be what God says to you, to his people, out of his word. Amen. So, so, so this running commentary, Timothy's having a problem with anger. So his, his sermon text for, the, for that Sunday is going to be how to deal with anger. Or, or Timothy is struggling with lust. So his sermon text for that Sunday, the next Sunday, his sermon topic is going to be how to deal with lust or how to, how to resist temptation. It's nothing more than a running commentary about what's going on in Timothy's life. So that the people in the congregation know, well, Timothy must be struggling with attitude. He must be having a bad attitude this week because he's preaching about anger. Or he's struggling with lust this week, so it must be something going on, Timothy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Something going on. 
It's just a running commentary. Paul says, Timothy, don't do that. Let your topics flow out of the things that God reveals to you, out of his word through your reading. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on the station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax-deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. Timothy's topic for preaching would not center around whatever is going on in Timothy's life at that particular time. So Timothy's preaching ended up becoming nothing more than a running commentary of his own personal life. Your preaching should not be a running commentary about what's going on in your life. Your preaching should be what God says to you, to his people, out of his word. So, so, so yeah, this running commentary, Timothy's having a problem with anger. So his, his sermon text for, the, for that Sunday is going to be how to deal with anger. Or, or Timothy is struggling with lust. So his sermon text for that Sunday, the next Sunday, his sermon topic is going to be how to deal with lust or how to, how to resist temptation. It's nothing more than a running commentary about what's going on in Timothy's life. So that the people in the congregation know, well, Timothy must be struggling with attitude. He must be having a bad attitude this week because he's preaching about anger. Or he's struggling with lust this week, so it must be something going on, Timothy. Mm -hmm, Timothy. Mm -hmm. Something going on. It's just a running commentary. Paul says, Timothy, don't do that. Let your topics flow out of the things that God reveals to you, out of his word, through your reading. Amen. Timothy's preaching was to center around and flow out of those things that were revealed to him out of God's word, which would mean, dear ones, that the pool of subjects and the subject matter that he would choose to preach on would become broader. It would become more comprehensive. It would become more expansive. He wouldn't talk about the same things over and over and over again. Paul is telling Timothy, Timothy, don't talk about the same things over and over and over again. Allow God to expand you. Also, the the topics that Timothy would now begin to address and dealt with, they would be dealt with in a way that was more in-depth, more exact, and more biblically based. So it's not just Timothy's thoughts on it. He's actually reading and learning because the Holy Ghost is revealing it to him and he's sharing the truths. 
of what God says in His Word. And then if Timothy were to follow this pattern faithfully and consistently, what Timothy would find out, here we go now, what Timothy would find out is he would have an inexhaustible list of subjects to cover. Timothy would never struggle to figure out what to preach about or teach about next. He would never struggle. Because if he were to follow this pattern faithfully, he would have an inexhaustible list of things. There would always be something new. Always be something fresh to give to the people of God. But Timothy's preparation to preach, Timothy's preparation to preach, it also needed to include a few other things. Because in order for Timothy to be, to prepare himself to preach, it also would include such things as one, him spending time before the Lord in acknowledgement and confession of his own sin and asking the Lord to forgive him for his sins. So he would then be able to preach to others with a conscience that was clean and that was clear because it had been washed and cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Before you stand to preach or to teach, you should have been spending time before the Lord asking him to help you and forgive you and wash you so that your conscience is clear. But most of you in here that are preachers, you know what I'm talking about. Because it's one thing for you to stand, or teachers, it's one thing for you to stand and try to share what the Lord has said in his word when your conscience is not right. There's no power, Amen. there's no anointing, Amen. there's no conviction. Amen. You, it, it almost, you almost sound like you're asking questions more than making statements. Amen. And the Lord loves you? <laughs> God has a plan for you? You're asking a question. You ain't making a statement. Amen. And that's because your conscience is not right. So you spend time before the Lord asking, Lord, forgive me, cleanse me, wash me. So when I stand before your people, I'm doing so with a conscience that is clean, that is clear because it has been washed with the blood of Jesus. But then Timothy also needed to spend time addressing and resolving to the best of his ability any arguments or conflicts that he had with other people. So that when he stood before them, he would, those things that he had conflicts with other people with would not end up becoming barriers and hindrances to what he would try to say to them. When you stand before the people of God, dear ones, if you have conflicts with people, the very people you're trying to minister to, they ain't hearing nothing you got to say. They have tuned you out. They have turned you off. The volume is on mute. You might as well stand up here and say, you know, Jesus wept. God bless you. Amen. That, that's the text. Because anybody listen to anything you got to say. Yeah. And it goes beyond. Here we go now. It goes beyond just the people that you have a problem with. It also goes to the people that have heard about the problem that you have with that other person. Because the people, you may, I may have a problem with Marla, but Lori heard about it. Marla ain't paying me no mind. But Lori is wondering, how in the world can he stand up there and try to preach? Yeah. Knowing what he and him and Marla got an issue going on. How in the world, what, what, what's he trying to do? I, he, well, man, he's making me mad now. I'm getting frustrated with him. And so I don't want to hear nothing he got to say. Because he, he, he ain't got it right with Marla yet. And so Lori has tuned me out because of what I got going on with Marla. So Marla ain't listening, Lori ain't listening, and whoever else Marla has talked to ain't listening to me either. Yeah. 
Because we think I got a problem with this person and it just stays between me and this person. So that's all I got to deal with. No, you have to deal with anybody else that has heard about that thing. And so you have to make sure I got to get this right with Marla. Before Sunday comes, I got to get this right. To the best of my ability. Now, I can't make Marla forgive me, but I can make the way for Marla to be able to forgive me. I can do what I can do to try and rectify this thing. So Timothy needed to do that in order to remove any barriers or hindrances to the things he would be trying to say to other people. But then Timothy needed to spend more time before the Lord in order to make sure that what he would be saying to others would be said in a way that was with the right motives, that agreed with what the Lord, that the Lord agreed with and that the Lord approved of. Because sometimes you can have something to say and it's right in line with what the word of God says. The Lord just don't agree with how you're going to do it. He just doesn't agree with your methodology. He said, well, preacher, I, I don't understand what, what you're talking about. We, we talk about Jonah all the time. We talk about Jonah all the time. We, Jonah, Jonah, Jonah. We talk in Sunday school. Jonah's name is always coming up. The Lord told Jonah, Jonah, go and cry against the city of Nineveh and tell them that their, their sins are come up and that, that there's repentance. They can repent and turn from it. Jonah's message was, in four days, yeah. God's going to destroy this place. Yeah. Peace out. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. His message was right on, but I can't believe that God approved of his methodology. Amen. Amen. I think there was a better way for Jonah to get the point across. So we spend time before the Lord making sure that the Lord agrees with the way you're going to present his word. Amen. We also spend time before the Lord making sure that what we are about to say either draws people to Christ, encourages people to walk closer with Christ, elevates and lifts up the name of Christ, or challenges and motivates people to, in their service for Christ. So we spend time before the Lord, even more time, after we've asked him to forgive us of our sin. Lord, I need to talk to you a little bit more. Because I want to make sure my motives are right. I want to make sure that you agree with what I'm about to say. I want to make sure that I'm saying something that either elevates you, draws people to you, or helps people to serve you and walk with you more faithfully. The third area. He says, Timothy, till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. Pay attention to doctrine, Timothy. Now... The word doctrine that is used here that Paul uses, he is not primarily talking about uh, the process or the practice that Timothy would use to teach something to somebody else. So he's not talking about the process of or the practice of teaching. He is mostly emphasizing to Timothy the substance of what Timothy is teaching to others and the subsequent results that come about as a result of what teaching what Timothy is teaching to others. And so the primary emphasis that Timothy was to focus on was not on what you are teaching or how you are doing it. It was more on what is resulting because of what you're teaching. What are the results you're getting? And what impact is it having on other people? Is your teaching helping them to grow? Is your teaching helping them to draw closer to Christ? Is your teaching helping them to walk and live more holy? Or is your teaching just helping to make their heads fat with knowledge? I'm going to let you think about that for a little bit. What is the result of your teaching? 
Are you just pumping them up with knowledge? Making them more, more and more, you know, they're just getting heads full of knowledge. But it's not really impacting their lives. And they're walking closer with the Lord. They're living more holy before the Lord. They're serving the Lord more faithfully and, and, and walking with him more closely. Timothy, what's resulting from your teaching? Now, the doctrinal issues that Timothy would focus on for further discussion and explanation would primarily come out of those topics and those texts that he would be preaching about. So Timothy would give further explanation and further teaching on the things he was preaching about. But then his preaching would come and flow out of those things that he was reading out of God's Word. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.